0: Welcome to another edition of Grandstand Podcast. Today, uh, we will be talking about the sport of uh, lacrosse. But before I get into talking about and illuminating the grandstand on uh, lacrosse, let me introduce my partner in crime, uh, the professor, checking in from one of the five boroughs. Uh, Which borough are you checking in from today, uh, professor? Uh, Manhattan again. Oh, yeah? Whereabouts? Same place? Right in the middle? Right in the middle, uptown. How is the uh, how is how is uh, the winds of uh, the winds and weather patterns of uh, of of, of uh, critical commentary flowing in Manhattan right now? Um, it's it's
1: it's it's not ideal. It's um, I, I was out and about yesterday, and it was uh, quite possibly the the worst uh, ma- uh public transit experience I've had in a in a day. Just I think I I think I was commuting for a total of like five hours yesterday. And um, you were going from where to where? Uh, from Manhattan to Brooklyn, and that <laughs> and it was it felt like I might as I might as well have traveled to the Montreal, um, just with how long it was taking to to get from point A to point B. The, all all the trains were just breaking down, and it was it was pretty bad.
0: Well. So, so is it because they're constructing them or because they're breaking down? Uh, I think I think a, a combination of of both.
1: Um, but yeah, from in, in both directions, uh, leaving home and getting home was was uh, was quite the ordeal. I'm, I and because of this, I missed the uh, I missed the 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 uh, Preakness race.
0: Oh yeah, well, no triple crown this year, and and then the other thing is I was thinking about infrastructure because. I keep hearing about how um, we need to make America great again, but our our bridges and subway systems and transportations are, are collapsing. So I wonder if part of making America great would be investing in in proper functioning subway systems and uh, networks that connect us. What do you think? That'll happen sometime. Yeah, that yeah that would be that would be nice. Um, uh,
1: you know, I I would hope in in San Diego things are going okay, considering there's uh,
0: three lines. Three lines, and they go to nowhere. Um, I guess one of them goes to Tijuana. That that works. Yeah. Uh, And then one goes to San Diego State. Anyways, we've gone on a huge tangent here, uh, but before um, I continue, let me introduce our guest today. Our guest is checking in from, believe it or not, um, um, Saudi Arabia. And you know, I just wanted to make mention about the fact that you know we've had uh, guests here from all parts of the world. Well, mostly Europe uh, and and Mexico, but now Saudi Arabia. Uh, but you know, the the grandstanding and 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 grandstanding is an international uh, endeavor, and and sports is an international affair. So uh, our 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 guests have to be international. But today on the on the show to talk to us about the great uh, sport of lacrosse is uh, Tanner. How are you, Tanner? i'm doing well mario thanks for having me it's a pleasure absolutely. to be here absolutely thanks for being here uh tanner where, where exactly where are you checking in from where are you at
2: i'm in the eastern province of saudi arabia a city called damam which is um a big port city over here there's a lot of uh, things coming in a lot of things going
0: out i see i see and and you know before we get into the lacrosse uh, you know, I think grandstanders would be curious to know what, what, how did you end up in Saudi Arabia?
2: I finished um, my bachelor's degree in 2008, which, uh, as you know, was a great time to uh, be looking for a job. Uh-huh. And so for, for lack of options, I basically decided uh-huh. to do a, a TEFL certificate. And as soon as I finished the program, my, uh, the coordinator... Over there, brought me an offer. Said they need teachers in Saudi Arabia. This is the salary, and I said, "Well, there it is." And got on a plane seven years ago, and haven't been back except for a few vacations.
0: Really? So you 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 went and you stayed, and and uh, so so tell us where where did where did you go first? And you were teaching English, I'm assuming. So Tuffle is the test for teaching English, right? Yes, it's a, to be to
2: become an English teacher, teach English as a foreign language. Um, that was at San Diego State University. It was just a month-long program, and um, 120 hours, pretty bare-bones stuff. But I, you know, it, it got me prepared. I'd say, and they sent me over here. But um, it's I've been to a few cities here in Saudi Arabia. I started in a central city called. Uh, Beretta, which was very conservative, and uh, like uh, in most cities, like women don't have to wear the hijab, but over there it's like required, and um, it's just not a really nice place. They had one, one fast food place, one little mall, but luckily I I got fired from that job after like uh, two months, <laughs> and so they sent they sent me they sent me to Riyadh, which was a lot bigger city. And I was there for maybe four years. Uh, that's where I met my wife, and then uh, there was another big move over here, which uh, I was happy about because this is a coastal city. It's uh, there's a lot more, like parks and things to do, and it's a lot more open. Because Riyadh is also pretty conservative, and uh, I mean, it's all relative. Like if I say conservative, but any of the places out here would seem pretty. Uh, you know,
0: pretty locked down compared to, you know, the states. So uh so what it so so you were saying you're talking about conservative and I think most people in the States have kind of uh ideas or assumptions that they have about Saudi Arabia or the Middle East for that matter, but what it what attracted you to the that place or what what was the what was what was calling your name there and why did you decide to stay? Well I needed a job and They offered a good salary,
2: so the first year I said, look, I'm going to go, I'm going to save a bunch of money. I'm Mm going to go and then go back to America. But basically just one year turned to two and I kind of slowly, I I don't want to say like laid down roots, but I became more comfortable here. I kind of created like, uh, not not like family, but, you know, I met people, I I made friends, Uh, you know, like I said, I got married and once you like get set it's sometimes can be hard to leave and Absolutely. like i am l- i'm looking to uh to make a move back to the state soon but it's just it's uh you know it's it's kind of intimidating for me to think or even think about going back after all this time just because um i'm not sure you know how's the economy doing over there how are the jobs is it uh <laughs> is it going is it going to a-
1: yeah it's better than 2008. That's for oh, sure. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Obama. It's good. I
0: guess <laughs> and you better and, get there before Trump takes over, though. Huh?
1: But he's going to make America
0: great. Don't worry. He's going to make it a great again.
1: Actually, well, now that you say that, um, would that be something that you would factor into your decision to move back? If Say, say if Donald Trump uh, were elected president, would that matter at all to you?
2: No. No,
1: um,
2: I don't think, I mean, I'm, I'm not too knowledgeable about the political situation over there, but isn't that like a very, very small probability of happening? Um, I don't, good question. (laughs) I know this isn't 538, but like, you know, maybe you have some insight on that. From what I understand, it's, it's looking to be Hillary and, uh, that's just going to be Obama
1: 2.0. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, that is, does seem like what is uh, most likely going to happen. <clears throat> so uh, tell us a little bit about what, what's, what's, uh, what's, what's uh, you know, I'm assuming soccer is big in Saudi Arabia, but what other games are big there? What's it like to, have you attended any sporting events? Uh, do you watch them on the television? What is uh, grandstanding like in Saudi Arabia, Tanner?
2: Um, you're right in that soccer is the big sport over here, and there is a uh, Saudi league. And like my students are university students, and a lot of them, they support a local team, and at the same time, they all usually support like a uh, a big European team, like your uh, Real Madrid or Barcelona. You know, they're they're pretty much, um, you know, they all follow like big teams. Like they want they want to, f- to support the winner. But uh, to answer your question about going to games, uh, maybe about five or six years ago, I went to a Al Hilal game, mm-hmm. which is like the biggest team here in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I think it was an Asian Cup match against some Iranian team or something like that. But um, as you can probably guess, it was an all-male crowd. But um, you know they were into it; they're the big supporters of the team. But the reason that was my last time was that I was wearing a hoodie and by the end of the match, I had maybe a pound and a half of uh, s- nut seeds like down my sweatshirt and in, in the hood of my sweatshirt because these hilarious guys kept, they're eating this stuff called fuss fuss and then they throw it they throw it in front of them. Usually, they're they're basically aiming at me because I'm the I'm basically the one white guy in the stands, and <laughs> haha, that's funny, you know. So, uh, huh? It wasn't the it wasn't the best uh, time for me, so um, I didn't return to those stands.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Go
1: ahead. Yeah. Now, if you would have been wearing supporting the colors of the of. Of their team, um, do you think that would have um, they would have been able to see past your non-Arab uh, identity, or or is, or would they have messed with you regardless?
2: No, I they still they still would have messed with me. A time before that, I did go wearing a uh, uh, Ali Hilal jersey, and, and um, it was actually at the time there was a Swedish player named Will Holmsten. And um, apparently I had a, a passing resemblance to him. Uh, so much so that, like, uh, this was in that conservative city, uh, Beretta. Um, w- like, mothers with their children would walk up to me, because I would be wearing that jersey, like, in the supermarket. And they'd ask me if I was that person. Um, <laughs> as if, as if that, that player would be going shopping wearing his own jersey um, <laughs> to, to go buy milk. You know, but um, but yeah, like, you know, it's it's an exciting environment, but it's just not not something that I'm too interested in, in large part, just because it's uh, the level of soccer over there here is uh, is pretty low, like they're not very good. And so I'm not really uh, I don't see myself going to another game.
0: And so, uh, you so you said that there are no women in the stands. But do women watch at home? Is there is there like a secret uh, secret uh, <laughs> underground uh, soccer viewing or sports viewing? Is that is that anything that you could tell us about that you know? Um, well, I don't know about any secret
2: uh, secret soccer meetings, but my wife does tell me that her friends do support teams. And, you know, all the games are on uh, TV here, and Uh so women do support their teams. And I think, I'm pretty sure that as far as not letting women in the stands, that's something, I don't want to, I'm pretty sure that's only Saudi Arabia. I think other countries in the Gulf region, they allow women, and women are fans and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's not not like women are not allowed to, to support a team or like sports. It's just right. that, you know, they can't go to the stadium, which, you know, obviously
1: I think is a, is stupid, but, you know, here, here I am. Tanner, you'd mentioned before, um, and I, if I remember this right, which I think Mario will, will get a good kick out of this, because um, uh, right now you said your wife uh, and her friends um, supporting teams. Um, uh, what Your wife and friends and uh, women in Saudi Arabia apparently are big fans of Mexican telenovelas. Of Mexican what soap operas?
2: Oh, oh, um, there for a time she was watching a Mexican soap opera. Yes, forget (laughs) the uh, name of it, but they they translate it, they dub it into uh, into Arabic, and um, yeah, she was watching that. She's moved on to I think Turkish soap operas, but um, but yeah, you know I guess they bring it pretty hard with the uh, with the drama.
1: (laughs) <laughs> the, another form of grandstanding
0: oh my absolutely a huge form of grandstanding and it's uh it's reflected in the uh, well I'll speak only for the, the the grandstand in Tijuana there's a there's a high sense of uh, a high understanding of drama and and how it all, it all interplays and I feel like it has it's directly connected to uh, Mexico's uh, soap opera um, uh, uh, pedigree or or history um, so uh, before I go uh, before I go on How's your Arabic? Have you, are you pretty fluent, or how do you feel? Um, for being here, as long as I
2: have, I'm pretty, uh, my level's embarrassingly low. Uh, in large part, just because English is spoken all over the place here, all the shops, everyone speaks English, all the restaurants, pretty much. Um, I, I hope this doesn't come off uh, wrong, but anyone I want to talk to speaks English, like... Um, in large part because you know uh, I mostly just hang out with other Western people or uh, people who've who've you know study English because they realize that uh, for most of their careers out here or anywhere else they need to speak English so I haven't really had a need to uh, learn obviously I know I can get by and I can you know I'm I'm just not like you'd expect me to be fluent probably after seven years but it's just not a uh, because I I don't need to
0: use it. I just I don't I haven't uh, learned a ton. Yeah, well, that sounds it sounds like a lot of people I know here in the states who uh, who haven't mastered the English language uh, because they're surrounded by and I'll speak for people I know who are Mexican who don't really haven't mastered it because they're surrounded by people who speak Spanish all the time. So I understand. I can right. relate to so, to that
2: point. Like my brother. He said to me, uh, well, "Why don't Why don't you speak Arabic yet?" Blah blah blah. But uh, there's probably more Spanish speakers in California than there are Arab speakers here in this whole country. And he doesn't speak
0: huh. Spanish, so you know. Yeah. Interesting. Touche. Very touche. interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> so, uh, so let's move on and let's talk about uh, lacrosse. Okay. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about? Uh, how you got to, into playing lacrosse. You played lacrosse in high school. That was a game that you uh, that you played in high school and that you were, I, I hear from what I hear, uh, good at or excelled at. So maybe tell us about why you got into that game and, and 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 kind of just any anything else you might want to add with regard to your experiences with lacrosse, just to get started.
2: Okay. Um, when I was growing up, I lived next to Alley Gardens Park, and that's where... Uh, my future high school, Patrick Henry, that's where they would practice, that's where they'd play games, and so I would sometimes see them up there, I, I'd, and that's what uh, interested me at first, that's what made me curious about the game, and so when I started high school, my parents wanted me to play a sport, and they pretty much forced me into cross country, um, I was really good at that, no big deal, but I just didn't like it, and so... <laughs> I picked uh, something else, and that was lacrosse because uh, it seemed like a fun game. It seemed like uh, something that I I might be good at, and because uh, I was always a terrible athlete, to be honest, I'm sure Manny can uh, attest to that. I, I can't I can't hit a baseball, I can't sink a basketball, mm-hmm. but with lacrosse, uh, it was something I was able to to work at, and I was never good. I don't want to say I was good, but um, you know,
0: my hard work paid off, and mm-hmm. I was I was decent. So, you, did you play throughout high school? And then, did you ever think, or contemplate, or meditate on the idea of maybe I can turn this into a a, a, a college scholarship? Was that ever a reality? Or that something you were were you that much into it? I mean, I was
2: into it, but especially out here, um, college scholarships for lacrosse are very few and far between. And I was never, like, uh, sorry, I was never good enough for, to really consider that. Um, I did have, like, one scout. I guess you could even say he was a scout. Like, give me his card or something and, and say he was interested, and I should check out his school. But that, was, that wasn't like a, he wasn't trying to recruit me exactly. It was just, um, you
0: know,
2: the it's not, uh, the big NCAA money maker, so it's tough to uh, have scholarship money for lacrosse
0: out right.
1: here. Uh, yeah. Tanner, w- would you say that um, was there anyone on on the team? Like, could could this be a, a matter of um, of like is is the level of of competition uh, talent maybe even in Southern California uh, just not not that high compared to say in the Northeast? Um, uh, would would you say that's uh, fair to say, or and, and, and were there any players on the the school team uh, in San Diego who who would have been who who got who, that you know of that got scholarship? No one. Uh, I know. I know there were some guys who who went on to
2: play college lacrosse. Um, I don't know if you want me to use names or not, but um, you know, some guys went up to Santa Barbara and played. I don't know if it was a, a scholarship situation, but you know they uh, they went up there and played four years of lacrosse. And uh, but I think yeah, there's definitely a a difference in the level between you know the Southwest and the Northeast. In the Northeast, from my from what I understand, those those kids start playing at like eight years old, and there's just a lot more children playing, and so there's a lot more. Uh, cream that rises to the top basically and so you get a lot more players of a high quality.
0: And that's uh that's part of kind of the next thing I wanted to talk about and that is um lacrosse has its uh, his roots in the northeast uh because it was a Iroquois sport as we mentioned I think in um uh, the first the first episode of this season non mainstream sports I mentioned a story about my father uh watching a lacrosse game on ESPN three or something. And him saying, you know, this is the most absurd thing I'd ever seen because he had never seen uh, lacrosse. And then I explained to him that it was an ancient game. And of course, it, you know, it's a, it's, it's a game that's probably been here longer than many may, maybe all the other sports uh, in, in the United States. Um, cause it was a, a native American sport. And I, you know, one of the things that we talk about here at Grandstand Tanner is, um, the how sports or how ideas around sports around fandom are related and interconnected to, to place. Right. And, and you mentioned, you know, that it wasn't as big out here in in Southern California you were referring to, and it was way bigger in, in the Northeast. Um, so it it makes sense. And I think it's something really important to note. Um, and I'm going to go on just on a little, a little sidebar here, but, um, I was, Driving once through San Diego streets and I, I started to to try to understand why why streets or why communities or why things are named what they're named. And as I dug deeper, I started to see that um, the legacy of places kind of uh, n- never never goes away. It kind of like once something takes root somewhere... Uh, you know, sometimes you're driving past a street name, uh, Arroyo something, and it happened to be an old creek that went through there. So there's always these connections to the land that, that we now end up, uh, uh, they become part of our everyday language or our everyday experience, but there's a deeper, longer history to it. And in the case of lacrosse, it just makes sense that if it was played by people in that part of the world, that it prospered in that part. Um, do you think that because it prospered in the Northeast, and, you know, I would say this would be my theory as to why it became associated with, up with people from, uh, from, from uh, say, upper classes, um, was that the Jesuits introduced it. The Jesuits kind of codified the game and, and t- took it and made it into a, into a codified sport with rules. Do you think that that has something to do with why it became associated as an upper class game? Is it an upper class game or is it a race thing? Is it, is it a white game? What do you think? I think
2: lacrosse is um, primarily played by, uh, I guess you could say the upper class or, you know, I guess white would make sense because um, you need to have, there's a lot of equipment involved in playing lacrosse. You need a helmet, you need a stick, you need shoulder pads, you need the space to play. You need the these specialized six by six foot goals. You know you can't just uh, you know soccer. You just need a ball basically, and like you can use shoes as a goal if you need to, and you can right. play barefoot. But uh, in basketball, you need a ball and a court. But with lacrosse, there's uh, there's a lot more equipment you need, and so and especially because it's not as popular as like football, American football, where you know, the schools provide all the uniforms and the equipment. With lacrosse, there's usually not funding for that type of thing. So, it's it's more that it's uh, poor people can't play because they need to be able to spend all uh, a significant amount of money to in order to play. You know, Great. does that make sense?
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and professor, you anything you want to add uh, with regard to that?
1: Um, no, I, I I think that that's a pretty strong explanation for for why it is because because it could be it, no matter the equipment, um, you know you can say like uh, American football requires a lot of equipment, but but if there is larger buy-in uh, from the from the society from the culture at large, then then that equipment can be uh, it can be subs- it it could be provided for. Um, there's a lot more funding to provide it for. Uh, for for players who who may not be able to afford it, um, but I mean, I, I think the, the interesting you, your connection to the Jesuits. Um, um, I did see that that originally the Jesuits were were opposed to the game, um, mm. and and which was also which is also um, uh, last in the last episode we talked about uh, we we talked about rugby, and. Um, and it was the church initially was opposed to rugby. At least in, in France, the the church was opposed to rugby uh, because it it just seemed there was something very um, uh, it just came off as as immoral and, and over over too se- <laughs> they, they they felt like there was a sexual something very sexual about it. Um, yeah. With rugby and then with lacrosse, uh, the Jesuits initially saw it as far it, it seemed too vulgar and too uh, far too violent. Um which which I wonder Tanner would would you say that um, is, is lacrosse a um, uh, a significant do, do you consider it a violent sport?
2: Yes, yes, I, I do consider it violent. I mean you've got this uh, titanium stick in your hand and the rules say that you're allowed to swing it and you can hit people in their arms you could aim, you're supposed to aim for their stick, but more often than not, you're you can jab it into their body. You're allowed to uh, run at someone and just check them, you know, knock them over. Like uh, it is a violent sport, and that's part of its appeal, I think, for me
0: at least. Did you think? Yeah. Do you think that uh, so a professor mentioned uh, something about how maybe is is a uh, is lacrosse. Uh, an alternative to american football you know i I was i was uh reading a statistic about how the nfhs the national federation of high school sports said that lacrosse is the fastest growing sport uh in 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 the united states um do you think lacrosse has the appeal to ever become a big sport in america
2: to be honest with you
0: i i don't think so like
2: i don't think it'll ever become uh, comparable to football or baseball or basketball, but I think that's okay because I mean, there's plenty of sports that have their niche, and like wrestling, like tennis, these other things. That success isn't defined by them becoming a, uh, a huge sport, you know, like a, a huge phenomenon. It's uh, it has its place, and and I, I don't see anything wrong with that.
1: I think um, that's where, because I, I don't disagree that you know it's it's lac- lacrosse can be a, it's a it's a niche sport and and it has its place and and it doesn't necessarily need to it doesn't need to grow anymore. Um, but I think one limitation going bringing it back to the question of it being an, an upper class sport when it isn't if it, it, because it remains a niche sport because it lacks. Uh, more uh, commercial uh, acceptance um, that that is what will always keep it a a, a that that's going to always be kind of the gatekeeper that prevents uh, more diversity into the game. So so you're going to have less uh, less kids from the working class who who will have that opportunity to play lacrosse um, because unless it it grows more uh, going back, it, it's not going to have the funding uh to to be able to to provide um all the resources needed for those who can 't afford it themselves so i get i get that that's the only the drawback i think to um uh to it remaining a niche sport and 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 then also being concentrated amongst just for the most part the the upper class
0: and then what happens if at some point you're able to garner some kind of uh some, some, uh, some support for it, say, in the inner city, and all of a sudden, you know, because uh, kids in the inner city are playing it, because there are different organizations that are bringing, you know, uh, funding programs for kids to play it. Um, what happens at that point? Does, will, will, will lacrosse have, a will it appeal? Will it be able to cross over into, say, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not uh, thinking about this in the right way, but into the inner city? Do you ever see uh, kids playing lacrosse at the, at the basketball court? Using that as a makeshift uh, lacrosse uh, playing area.
2: I think there's a possibility of that. I mean, the there was the you know major league lacrosse. Yes. The little... um, like yeah, that's like the the main lacrosse league in the states. Like the number one draft pick this year was a uh, African American guy from. I'm not sure how inner city he was from, but like. Uh, you know, it was the best player basically in college last year was a was a black guy, and so was his name Chaz. And it was Miles Miles Jones or something. Oh, he okay. had a piece recently in um, what is that? The players The Players Tribune or something like that. Eric um, Jeter's blog or whatever. I don't know whose it is. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I'm not sure. No. I don't know. As no. far as
2: lacrosse goes, I think I think there is a potential for. Um, it to become popular in inner city schools and inner city areas because uh, it it's uh, it's something they can sell. It's an easy sell to people because it's a spring sport and so it's a good it's a good way for football players to stay in shape. It also doesn't conflict with basketball and so hey you know put this helmet on. Here's a stick you know go hit that guy. Like doesn't that
0: doesn't that sound fun? And uh,
2: yeah. I think it. it, it has the potential to appeal to pretty much anybody,
0: and, and that's why I think it has it. it and I, I, I agree with the, it being niche and it being it being healthy and staying healthy as a sport. Uh, just just being a niche sport, but um, I also think it has potential to to become something bigger because you know you know uh, the the uh, the NFL legend uh, for the Cleveland Browns, Jim Brown. Yes, he played lacrosse guess he was like a super amazing lacrosse player it's it's his favorite sport he says oh really yeah (laughs) see what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) uh so so i mean i I, I think it's for for i'm gonna speak for myself for me it started as a joke when i mentioned the the one in the beginning when we talked about um is Is it a sport in the beginning of this season? and we mentioned lacrosse and of course we unequivocally said that uh or we were we were we were I was very quick in saying that of course it's a sport, but at the same time, I know that it's I know that part of my apprehensions about even watching it or getting to know it is 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 precisely because I don't understand it and because I wasn't exposed to it it's not it's not part of this region that I grew up in, so I always associated it with. You know, with uh, with with white kids in uh, with rich white kids, but it's not necessarily the case. And and it's and, and again, those those are the things about perceptions. And so there's these two things that I that I that I that come to, that, that I like want to think about here and or, and put out there for you guys before we move on to the next segment because Manny wants to ask you, a Professor wants to ask you about uh, about uh, another question with, uh, with with regard to lacrosse and video games. But um, so. I feel like sometimes the the play on the field can be so uh, enthralling and so exciting and so engaging. maybe something like sport of uh, basketball or, or, or soccer. it's pretty self-explanatory. You, you put a ball in a net and you score points that way, you try to prevent the other team from scoring points. And then there are other sports that are difficult to follow because it's hard to kind of understand what the how the gameplay kind of works, like what is what, what's allowed, what's not allowed, how what, who is who is doing what? Um, and I feel like maybe lacrosse, as is uh, a, one of my favorite sports, baseball, difficult to understand and difficult to get into. But then on the flip side of that, and I'm speaking about baseball, baseball became big in America because it was a place for, um, it was one of the the, 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 the initial places where, where different social classes could intermingle and the the game, of course, is interesting and fascinating once you understand it. but I think people came to the game because of the the grandstanding was uh it was open and available to everyone and it was a game, an American game for immigrants, so it kind of all there was a confluence of things, the whole thing that came together and made it 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 made sense. um with lacrosse, I feel like. Is it really that 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 it's it's difficult to follow? And will there be a grandstand for people to start watching lacrosse? And does it have that kind of does it have that kind of appeal? Or could lacrosse is lacrosse an exciting enough of a game? Is it is it a game that I mean because it's soccer with sticks more or less? Couldn't you say? Wouldn't you agree with that? Um, it is it is like soccer in a lot of
2: ways in that it's a very it's a really fast paced game, um, and. There aren't too many. There's not like long breaks like in football. It's a it's a continuous game. But um, to your point about people watching it, maybe this is a little off topic. But um, Manny and I went to high school together, and we we were in a nice little group of friends. Uh, I knew them for about the three years. Manny, how many of my games did you go to? Um, I don't
1: I don't think I went to one. Okay. Did I? So, Do you know? No, no, I don't think you guys ever came to to
2: any of my games. <laughs> so, does that that might okay. speak to the to your point about difficulty of getting uh, fans in the stands when um, a guy can't even get his own friends to show, show up to a game? <laughs> so, uh, you know,
1: I don't I, I don't There's think I a, went to a football game either though.
2: Well, I didn't play football, Manny.
1: That's true.
2: <laughs> but um, as far as, I mean, me, I like lacrosse. So I think it is exciting. And if I had a, a way to watch lacrosse, I think I would still do it. Because um, it has it has all the appeal of, of soccer combined with football. I think there's, there's big hits. There's like... One-on-one duel type of situations like in basketball, you know when it's like an iso and one guy has to get around another guy um, It has that um, It has goalies making uh, amazing saves um, It is kind of difficult to know like where the ball is because it's like a baseball-sized ball It's white. It's inside a white net and so you kind of do have to pay attention And like, like that's something that people say is a negative about hockey for example, is well. I don't know where the puck is. I can't even follow the game. Like that's something that's a little uh, confusing to some people when watching lacrosse. But um, and I, I and think I always, it's, just,
0: I always assume that the the be, the more you spectate it, the better you get at following. Right? It just it's like anything right, else. It's like you you, right. you intuitively understand where the puck is. Right? Yes. Yes. Or or the, what do you call the uh, ball mm-hmm. in lacrosse? Uh, the ball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, now, would you say lacrosse is, uh, would you say it is hard, it has more, more rules and, um, it's more complex to, to understand than, say, um, American football?
2: No, no, I, it's, uh, it's pretty basic, like, what, um, uh, as far as the rules go, I mean, there's things you can't do, like uh, as far as you can't like hit someone in the head with your stick. There's uh, an offsides rule where you need to have uh, what is it four defensive players behind midfield, but you could watch a whole game and you don't need to know that rule. Like um, mm-hmm. that won't take anything away from the game or make it confusing to you. It's it's pretty much put the put the ball in in the goal and um, try to stop the other team from doing so.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty simple. Um, So that's why it has universal appeal. Uh, I keep mentioning this only because uh, my brother mentioned this once while watching a basketball game, and it really made me have a greater appreciation, not for the game of basketball, but for simple sports, maybe like lacrosse would be one of those where it's, you know, anybody could walk into a basketball game and, and kind of understand what's happening, right? It's like put it in the net. Right. And I think that's what the mass appeal of soccer is and the mass appeal of any game where you're kind of it's very simple and and that's why I think it has potential to become uh I don't know if hockey is one of the is one of the big major sports in America. Why couldn't lacrosse? Um Professor, you had a question to ask about uh um lacrosse and maybe related to EA sports?
1: Yeah. Um well it's more like because of everything what 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 you guys are saying is i i agree i agree 100%. I think lacrosse as far as it's it's the the gameplay is is um is very very uh has all the tools and potential to become a widely accepted embraced sport in 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 American culture especially moving forward with it because it is a more fast-paced game um um in in and, and, and if If we have the top four sports in America being baseball football basketball and the and the fourth one is considered hockey although soccer maybe is is coming in there um I think lacrosse potentially one day could knock off baseball um because it is everything that baseball is not and that people that today's generation and and i think incoming generations um uh, appreciate more it speaks more to them but um, as far as EA Sports the, with with you know when we let's when we look to the, the rise of of soccer in American culture
0: wait um, professor before you go on say tell, yeah. tell,
1: tell the grandstanders what EA Sports is um, just the, that... the, the EA Sports a uh, video game uh, company so that that, that that has been putting out some of the most popular lucrative um uh Video games, sporting video games in uh, in the world, I'd say, right? Yes, and um, it's huge with, yeah. with guys who typically watch sports. Yes, yeah, right? so so Madden football, so a huge Madden football is the reason why um, you have people who are huge NFL football fans um, because they, but they were introduced to the game through Madden football. So right now that we're talking about the rules of of, of lacrosse and. And how that could, for some sports, maybe some sports are too complicated to understand. Um, I think in, in, increasingly kids are learning sports through video games first. That's how they're learning the, the rules of the game and, and 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 how it's played and players and all that. And 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 I think that has been the case with with soccer in American culture has been EA Sports, the video game FIFA, um, which throughout the years has just was has been getting more and more popular. And and the moment that we saw uh snoop Dogg, like being an ambassador for 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 the video for a soccer video game right um that was when that was the indicator to me like okay this is this is this is huge and 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 it only makes sense that you and and I wish we had the numbers for this and I don't think you know I it might be hard to to measure uh, um but I am sure there is a, a significant amount of uh, people in their 30s, um, in their 20s, 30s, maybe even in their, in their... Well, let's just say in their 20s and 30s who are soccer fans today who became soccer fans through playing the video game FIFA.
0: I would agree 100% with that.
1: And yeah. in, in lacrosse, if EA Sports puts out a, just a, a super good lacrosse video game... That, that could potentially be the vehicle
0: yeah I wouldn't disagree with that
2: I could see that happening I could see lacrosse as, as translating well into a uh, video game uh, same way that, that soccer definitely did with FIFA but um, uh, you know I, I can see some challenges with that as well though because if, if someone doesn't even know what lacrosse is then it might be a a uh, hurdle to get them to play the game. So, you know, there's yeah. that. They, they do have lacrosse video games. Um, there's something called Casey Powell Lacrosse that just came out recently. Um, but I think they're, they're not very well made just because there's not a lot of money uh, in it for them to spend a lot of money in the creation of the game.
0: So maybe what it what what it needs, and and maybe to ex, to mm-hmm. add to what you were saying, professor, about um, its appeal to people in their twenties and thirties, uh, or or is it is it because that when we play a video game, it allows us to engage in some level of fantasy and where we can play the different avatars of these superstars. So when a kid. And and I'm asking this as a as a as a as a question. I don't I don't know really what the answer to this is. But so uh, when let's say uh, you were a, a teenager and you started playing FIFA or you play FIFA with your friends or played people who were, who were playing FIFA, were there was there already an awareness of who these like major players were at the time? Maybe like uh, I think Henri was pretty big, uh, Rafa Marquez, uh, uh, who who uh, a Figo, Zidane, like. When you were playing, did you already have a, a frame of reference for who these players were? Or did you just start playing the game because it was popular and all of a sudden you learned who these players were? What do you think? Like, does there need to be a name to pull people into the video game of lacrosse? Is that what it, is that what it needs? To, it needs a combination of, of a name with the game, a, a really well-executed game? What do you think of that? Um, yes. Well, yeah, I think... <laughs>
1: I think it, it requires. Uh, I think there's multiple ingredients that have to be that kind of that that, come, that have to come together, and 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 I do think there has to be uh, some degree of of recognition of the game of lacrosse, um, and at the very least maybe one player. So I mean if if if. Uh, Tanner just mentioned um, a uh, you know an <laughs> African American being being the top the top draft pick recently. Um, if that if if ESPN just because ESPN is another major variable in all of this. Right. If ESPN decided someone uh, within ESPN said you know what that's a good fucking story that's a great story you right. know this uh, African American first top draft pick. Let's put together like let let's let's put a package together about this. Um, let, let's 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 dedicate an episode of whatever, like be outside the lines or whatever you know to to this, um, or 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 you know Bryant Gumble with real sports or or something you know. But no, actually no, it would have to be ESPN. Um, then you know with with that, and then in combination with a video game that just happens to be just very well made, like they commission. However, video games are are, are are created, you know. But but it's just a very even a person who's not a fan of lacrosse could just enjoy the video game. Who's who's just a good who's a fan of gaming. Um, you you put those you bring those ingredients together, and that coming and that will then converge with the fact that as you mentioned earlier, you have young. It's the fastest rising sport. So that, at least that's being played. So you have more young people playing it. So so you have a larger audience that this could. That could connect with this, uh, say, ten years from now. Um, I think if all these things come together, um, then then it could, yeah, uh, it could happen. So 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 yes, to your to your question, um, I don't think it could be the video game alone. I think there does have to be some level of, of, of recognition of the of the game um, to to call, to go to go along with with the with the kids who pick up the the video game and start playing it.
0: Well, but I think you're right in that it is a cat a catalyst and a major catalyst. I mean, I think part of the reason why video games were uh, were sold to the general market was because the military wanted a more dexterous uh, population as it as it went into the digital age and it and everything became uh, computerized. One of the reasons for releasing video games was that you wanted to have a basically your your technicians who were going to be using these. Uh, 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 drones or whatever these other devices that the military now uses. You need to have somebody to have training, basically a a frame of reference and training to be able to execute what the future of the military was going to look like. So I I absolutely agree that the video game is a huge catalyst for people, especially with soccer. EA Sports uh, uh, FIFA is Is I think it's it might be even bigger than Madden because it's played worldwide, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And Madden is you know Madden has its own release parties, and I mean it's a big big deal for people who don't game. Uh, um, It's uh, these video games, you know, they have championships. They had they just had the EA FIFA World Cup final a few weeks ago, and it's a big deal. Um, Tanner. Do you think? Do you see? Do you see? Do you see these pieces coming together now? Do you think it can get out of its niche that you were talking about, or, or do you still see it as, as as an uphill battle for lacrosse?
2: I think that if it's, I think it might grow, but I don't think it's going to grow like exponentially. Like within the next ten years, it's not going to overtake soccer or hockey. I think that um, it is becoming more popular. And it, 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 could, it, could, uh, it could eventually become, like, one of the top four or top five, but um, it definitely has plenty of hurdles that it needs to overcome.
0: Right, yeah. And then the so – I do, the... I do, I do take issue. So uh, about video
2: games, were you saying that, okay, so they, if they play the video game, it'll make them want to be fans or be participants in lacrosse? Or both?
0: Good, Chris. Great question. I would say fans.
2: Okay, because that's a slippery slope of a narrative. Because uh, a lot of people play GTA, <laughs> but they don't. Uh, you know,
1: true. true. But but I think so. To that question, I think that's where the schools come in. If the video game could just, it, it'll it'll grow the uh, more more people who more kids who play the game end up becoming could end up becoming fans. Um, but I think it could also lead to more more kids being interested when they get older to want to play if um if the schools are 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 providing that as an option uh, but not only providing it as an option but also um, also being being provided a lot of funding to. To provide it as a, a a more inclusive option for 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 all the many kids who would want to play it, and that and that's where I could the, the that's where there could be a major hurdle.
0: Yeah, but I, I think the, the the grandstand needs to grow equally It needs to grow at the same pace as the amount of players going into the game. But I, I feel yeah. like. Expanding the grandstand will do a lot for the game and for, for more kids wanting to play it. Also, so maybe it, indirectly, if more people play the video game, more people watch, and then more people want to play because they're watching. I don't know. That would be that would be my, my way of explaining it. Um, so so here's the th- here's a here's a question I have. So so if we let's just agree for the sake of this argument that the major the four major sports in America right now are baseball. Football, um, uh, uh, basketball, and uh, let's just go with hockey. Okay, so let's just say, I when you said earlier, professor, that you you, you thought lacrosse would take out baseball. I, I wouldn't disagree with that, but at the same time, as you were saying that, I was thinking, is the the let's just say that that let's just say that America can sustain four major sports at like at, at a at a very high level of of. Uh, of, of, of money production because uh, all four of those even though they're not the NFL the other ones the NBA makes a lot of money Major League Baseball makes a lot of money I don't know how hockey does but I'm assuming still does a lot of mo- makes a lot of money because of the advertising that I see when I see games on TV but um, so if it were a competition there's four slots and let's just suppose uh, which one of those four is is hanging by the thinnest thread to get taken over by either something like the MLS or something like a, say, a lacrosse? Which one of those would be the, let's just say that one of those would have to, you know, get kicked off the island and then another one would come in. Which one has more potential to, and let's just speak hypothetically in a hypothetical reality where lacrosse uh, has an excellent video game and it has uh, a, a, a healthy following. What do you guys think? Well,
2: to be honest with you, I think that you take football, baseball and basketball and then there's pretty much just everything else like ice hockey and soccer can can fight over fourth. But um, I don't see either of those first three, um, you know, becoming fourth or fifth. So I, I'd say ice hockey or soccer may be overtaken by lacrosse if if those are my choices.
0: Professor. Professor. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, I th- I think I think in the in the long run it could be baseball. Uh, you still think it's baseball? Huh? I think o- only. Um, <clears throat> I mean, hockey. Yeah, I, hockey. Simply because it's hockey is uh, so much more regional. Um, but um, Glo- global warming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so hockey is tough because be, because um you know it, it talk about require like you need certain things in place to be able to play the game. Um and so and I guess so I guess it, I I think hockey definitely but to to give a more provocative uh uh prediction um I think I could see I could see soccer uh, soccer and lacrosse both coming in and 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 taking out baseball and
0: hockey. I I like that scenario. Uh, you like you? I you, agree
2: that that's that's a lot more likely than than lacrosse. Like uh, football, I'd I'd love it if I mean sorry soccer, if soccer became like a top three sport, that would be great for America.
0: That would make America great again. That's true. Okay. And that's something that we will be discussing uh, hopefully next episode uh, with, uh, with uh, Podspot, uh, Ryan, yeah, and Trump. Uh, so, so stay tuned for that. Are you worried at all, Tanner, about um, lacrosse being too violent, that it creates concussions and that it uh, leads to CTE? Would you let your son play lacrosse? I, I want my son to play lacrosse.
2: Um, as a player, I've taken a few hits, and I could see that um, there is a, a risk of concussions, and I thought you might bring that up. Um, but I'm not super knowledgeable about, about this. With uh, concussions in football, is it more of like repeated hits again and again, or is it like the, the one or two really bad hits that do you in, you know? <clears throat> Because um, in lacrosse, it's not like a lineman where, like every couple of plays, you're getting smacked in the head. Maybe each game, there's one or two times, or just one or two times in a few games that you're actually taking like a hard head shot.
1: I think it's. It, it, I think it's a both. I think both. Um, and and there, I I I had read a they they did a um, they put sensors inside of a. Adolescent player, football football players, American football players, and they put sensors inside of their helmets to measure the impact and, and the potential you know uh, the potential impact of, of uh, that that, that the head that the brain is taking uh, with hits, and they were and, and what they found from that was that even when players would celebrate from a touchdown and bang each other's heads, that was even creating a that was creating a significant impact. Um, with potential uh, that th- that could lead to potential damp- brain damage, and doing that over and over and over and over again. It's good news for Melvin Gordon.
0: <laughs> so, so I've heard also that there's the head-to-head hitting, and then also something about your your neck snapping, you know, or not snapping, but moving in moving violently. That also has an effect on the brain shaking. So it doesn't even necessarily have to be a direct head-to-head hit. But it's just a a motion of your neck, you know, uh, uh, extending far beyond what it needs to, in in a violent manner that shakes your brain and your head. That that also leads to brain damage. Jeez. So, yeah. that I I I I mean, <clears throat> but then you could say that about every sport, right? Yeah, I mean, short of what golf, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tennis. <laughs> tennis. No, even uh, no,
1: even tennis. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> Well, t-
2: I think with the with though, that they are taking preventative measures and what was legal, like, uh, my freshman year, like, they, between my freshman and senior year, they had made changes and uh, eliminated some of the more violent things that can occur, like, uh, you can't, you can't, like, get a running start and just and just take somebody out. Okay. Um, so, things like that, like, they are taking steps towards trying to make it safer and for your head.
0: And and as the professor said, as something becomes more corporatized, it becomes safer. So maybe therein lies a maybe a resolution to the to the CTE or the violence in lacrosse. Uh, were you going to say something, professor? No,
1: I, th- I think it, that's ult- That is what happened um, with the, from the from the from the, you know, the transition of lacrosse from when it was played by the natives um, to then when it started being played by by the by Europeans um where they did they uh, the, the the degree of um, violence uh, was definitely softened uh, by the Europeans um and even in and even most recently um, <coughs> many of the the leaders within the like lacrosse professional lacrosse organization uh, they've been resisting the growth of, of the sport because they don't want it to become commercialized and therefore uh, the, the the game become more diluted
0: yeah, that is always the issue, right? I do have a question, um, if you don't mind, Mario. Absolutely. We, we, we touched on
2: um, video games, a lacrosse video game. Uh, and I hope you haven't already, but with, uh, have you looked into the grandstanding of eSports? No,
0: but we no? definitely had, had uh, one of the things that for next season, we're going to uh, be talking about uh, periphery people in, in the grandstand. And we're going to discuss, uh, so this has been, this, this, this whole run has been uh, non-mainstream sports. And moving on to next season, we're going to talk about all the, 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 I guess, I don't know, I can't think of a better word, but the byproducts of sports and the, and the whole industry around that makes sports, that, that props it up. I'm talking from like uh, 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 the coaches to the refs to, in this case, grandstanding in in a uh, in, uh, in the in the EA Sports grandstand and and how, in a way, based on kind of what we discussed today, it, it does prop up uh, different sports. So I mean, that's were you gonna were you gonna add something about that or or just kind of mentioning it or asking?
2: No, I was just wondering because uh, that's definitely something that's. Be- I know it's it's not they're not really sports, but I'm just talking about how video games these days have have they have like thousands and thousands of fans, and sometimes they even fill up uh, moderately sized arenas. So, Absolutely. I mean, as far as fans go, maybe that that's an interesting avenue to look into.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. We're going to jot that one down. Maybe we'll have you back so you can uh, sit at a round table. Oh, discussion. So, uh, there you have it, folks. Unless the professor has anything else to add, uh, I'm going to sign off and I'm going to say, again, to uh get out and, and find out a little more about lacrosse and also uh, um, keep, keep keep grandstanding and and uh, keep uh, keep being fabulous professor keep being fabulous thank you tanner
2: it was a pleasure to be here thank you for having me